Now, I know you all didn't think it was over now, did you? I decided to come back and give us a bonus episode, a topic that I believe is super important, especially with the new administration that has come in, the Joe Biden administration. And I thought, who best than to have an expert on student loan debt to share their own personal story about how they came out on the other end. And her name is Cindy Zuniga Sanchez. So thank you so much for coming on today's episode of Summer's Vibes Podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So, you know, we were speaking a little bit before this offline and I was just telling you that your story was just so inspiring to me. And um, I've never had someone who I could relate to with the amount of debt that I owed. And um, sometimes how student loan debt kind of weighs on a borrower, uh, no matter what your age is, but especially if you're a young person who is trying to make a living for themselves after they graduate and you say hey I graduated with this degree and uh, but I owe all this debt and really you get a six-month grace period and when that six months is up you're like oh my gosh I didn't know and so that's what happened to me when all my debt hit I graduated with my master's and then six months later, I was like, what is this? Why am I getting this bill? Um, And so I just wanted you to talk about your personal journey. I know you've spoken about it several times, Mm -hmm. but just your personal journey and um, you as being, you know, I always speak about communities of color and uh, black and Latino uh, communities and how that has impacted you and what was your driving force and motivation and just really just give your personal story. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I uh, am born and raised in the Bronx, uh, you know, here in New York City. My parents are both immigrants, you know, and I have a very typical daughter of immigrant story. You know, my parents came here with nothing. Uh, We didn't have too much growing up. I didn't learn about money management growing up. You know, I was very aware of the lack of money. Um, But, you know, I didn't I didn't learn how to invest. I didn't learn how to, you know, have the, like what proper savings accounts should you have set up or anything? I didn't know anything like that. And so, you know, I really say that my, my big moment really came uh, uh, about a year after I started repaying my loan. So I'll backtrack a little bit. I graduated from law school in 2015 and, you know, I graduated with over $200,000 of debt. And this was a combination of my undergrad degree, my law school degree, obviously. And I did have like about maybe 10 or $12,000 of credit card debt. And the overwhelmingly, uh, uh, you know, the main component of that was my law school debt. Mm-hmm. So law school is very, very expensive. Um, I think any grad school is really, but in particular, you know, law school, med school, dental schools, I mean, they're just astronomically expensive. And so my moment really came when, you know, in 2016, so like you said, you have six months, right, of a grace period. So I graduated in June of 2015. My first payment was scheduled for January of 2016. And my minimum payment was $2,000 because that I took out a lot of debt. And, you know, that might shock people. You know, I don't, I don't think a lot of people are aware of 
how much your payment is going to be. You know, if you want to pay this off in 10 years, which is the standard repayment time, right? That is the standard time that you will have to pay back. Now, of course, if you're depending on your repayment plan, it might be longer, right? Uh, But the standard, the one that I think people try to aim for is 10 years. And so, you know, for me in my situation, because of, you know, the job that I got right out of law school, Um, I was able to afford that $2,000 payment, you know, and so I I want to make a note of that because, you know, you and I talked a little bit offline about the financial privilege, right, that I had and that I still do have when it comes to paying off the Mm -hmm. student loan. And so, you know, I I like to acknowledge that because I think it's really important not not to just skip and say, well, oh, a $2,000 payment was no big deal. Of course Mm -hmm. it was, right? And so, I just paid off my debt the way that anybody would pay off their debt. You know, I was told to pay $2,000 and that's exactly what I did. Um, However, a year after paying back my debt, I had paid back. Now, if you're doing some math with me, right, 2000 times 12 months, I paid back $24,000 in year one. Out of those $24,000, $4,000 went to the principal. That means only $4,000 went to the actual debt that I took on. $20,000 went to the interest. And that was the moment, Mary, that was the moment for me that was like, oh, heck no. Okay. (laughs) Like that was the moment that I was like, nah, (laughs) this ain't it. This ain't (laughs) not it. (laughs) It was, I mean, look, it was, it was a moment that, as someone that didn't have a, fi- a lot of financial literacy, I'm going to be real with you. I just didn't, right? I did not have a lot of financial literacy. Sure, I had a fancy law degree to show up, but they didn't teach me about money in law school. Like, that's not what I went to law school to learn. Um, you know, I felt really ashamed. You know, I did. I felt really ashamed. I felt silly. I felt like no one had taught me this, but somehow I also just felt the responsibility for not knowing this. Mm-hmm. I felt like I should have known this, um, but I didn't honestly. And, and that was the moment where I said, enough is enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something about this. And I uh, actually went ahead and refinanced my student loans. That was right for me because I am in the private sector. I knew I was not going to go into the public sector nor be interested in it, at least in the short term. So I was going to stay in the private sector, which, and the reason why I highlight that is because if you are in the public sector, I typically caution people against refinancing because you will not qualify for public service loan forgiveness if you choose to refinance. Um, So yeah, I mean, look, I refinanced, I, uh, you know, I, I started my blog slash social media page, zero based budget to document my journey, to start talking about the personal finance concepts that I was learning. And yeah, that's kind of how I built, you know, my, my platform. And, um, I did pay off my debt successfully in actually exactly a year ago in December, 2019, I paid it off. So I've now been a year without debt, which is, you know, I I honestly can't say how amazing that has been, even though this year has been something else. (laughs) I know, I know, but you know what? Congratulations and um, seeing, 
I that I and I started following you, like I said, a little bit over a year ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, if she can do this, like I can do it. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but if she can do it, maybe I can make these little small steps to um, you know, chip away just one at a time. And you know, not only did you post about the student loan debt, but you do a full circle, right? You do your credit card debt, you you do all investments and all of that. And so that's really how I kind of took what I could and modeled from, you know, I was like, okay, well, let me start with the credit card debt. You know, mm -hmm. let me start with the little small things that I could attack, but really and truly um, the same exact story is, and I think that's for a lot of uh, students, especially communities of color, especially women, um, you know, women make up two thirds of the student loan, <laughs> the student loan debt. And yeah. so, you, you know, it's just an astronomical number. And because we want to do better, because we want to be better, because we want to provide for our family. And I think for that- For us, it's our only way. It's, it's our right? only way. And when you go out into this workforce and you see that your male counterpart is the one who is able to succeed and progress and promote, you know, we feel like we have to do better. We have to be better, you know, just to get some kind of recognition. And I know uh, for me that, you know, I pursued my master's because I felt like that, you know, the bachelor's wasn't enough. And um, I know that I wanted to do something, something a little bit more with my life. And I think that the fact of the matter is, and I tell this all the time, uh, I learned my lesson and it was definitely the hard way with uh, getting out loans. And a lot of what a lot of people don't realize is that refund check that comes in, especially mm -hmm. when you're undergrad. I'm like, I'm gonna tear you up every single time. And you had no idea. Oh. My mom co-signed all my undergraduate loans and we got a loan for me to go to summer school and it was a 12% interest uh, uh, and it was a student loan and you don't think about it now but years after me graduating I'm like you know that wasn't cool dude <laughs> like you know and and so it's just the fact of not being educated and you get all this real world experience but they don't tell you the most important things in your life that you have to realize and I tell all of my family that you know was going into college my friends family hey if you do not need to take out a loan, or if you can say, you're just going into your undergrad, if you can go to that junior college to mm -hmm. save you a little bit, it's okay. You're not looked down upon. You won't learn, you won't um, learn anything less than by going to a junior college. And it's like those simple things that really matter that I wish someone had told me. Oh and it's just a generational thing. My mom had no idea, you know, yeah. so, it's, it's, it's really been something. And I know that there are, we have, there are 47 million people out there with student loan debt. So I know we're not, we're not the only one, but the fact of the matter is, is that if we could educate people on, you know what, take a look at this and say, do you really need that? Did you really, do you really need that loan? Or, and then more importantly, how are you going to live out your dream, right? Because so many of us are unable to live our dream and start that family, get that house because we're bogged down with yeah. student loan debt. Yeah. I mean, that that's the situation for a lot of my friends. And look, you know, the reason why I started zero based budget was of course, you know, to tell my story and to share these tips and whatnot, but I really created it for women of color. Like that was like, 
if you tell me who is my ideal audience, that's it. You know, like if I can, if I had half the followers, but it meant that I was really reaching mm -hmm. that particular group, then I would be ecstatic, okay. you know? And it's because, you know, as a Latina, as a daughter of immigrants, like, look, my mom doesn't speak English, mm -hmm. right? She's been in this country basically since she was, you know, 19 and she still doesn't speak English. Why? We live in New York City. You know, we live yep. in the Bronx and like our neighbors are all, you know, Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, they're Latinos. Right. And so like, you know, my mom didn't, she couldn't read financial aid offer letters. Like that wasn't like, you know, um, and, and I relied a lot on my sisters to, to help guide me. And they did to the extent they, they could, which I'm really fortunate of, uh, you know, as much as possible, but ultimately no amount of, of input really from my family could have prepared me for what I was going to be taking on, you know, and, and, and I know that for a lot of my friends that I graduated with, you know, from law school, um, a lot of my fellow, you know, uh, uh, colleagues of, of color, same for them. I mean, for a lot of them, it's like, I have to take on these loans. And, you know, when people ask me, you know, do you regret taking out those loans for law school? I say no, you know, because without it, I wouldn't be a lawyer. That's right. I, that's just a fact, right? Like it's, it's, it's like, if you ask a doctor, do you mm. regret taking out that's those true. student loans? No, otherwise they wouldn't be a doctor. Now I have my very deep criticisms of how expensive higher education is and how I do think that is a huge barrier to communities of color. Um, you know, but maybe that's for another day. But I will say that I think that when you start seeing when I Googled, right, and I'm going to keep it real with you. When I Googled how to get out of debt, that mm -hmm. is literally what I Googled because I did not know what to do. That was my first step. I put, how do I get out of debt? And I came across Dave Ramsey, who's this like financial guru, you know, really big in the personal finance community. And, you know, I read his book and, and I was really inspired. I was moved because there were stories about a lot of people from all over the country paying off their debt. But he's a white guy, yeah. right? Like, and look, there's nothing wrong with that. But the advice that really resonated with me was the advice of women of color. And so there were three specific women that were like the, 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 the first ones that I discovered like back in 2017. And, you know, two are black women with huge platforms. And one is a Latina with a, a very successful YouTube channel. Their stories resonated with me and their, input, I think, is what really served as the catalyst for me to be able to be inspired in my own story and for me to want to share my story. Mm -hmm. So I think that when, and now there are so many more, you know, uh, uh, personal personalities and like the personal finance space that are, you know, uh, people of color and women of color, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, but just a few years ago, there weren't that many. And I think it's, I think it's a good sign. You know, I think it's a good sign and I'm encouraged by it because I think that more people are starting to talk about money and, and in a very just kind of candid way, right? Talk about your debt. It, it might be a source of shame for you, right? But talk about it. Tell a friend. Maybe you don't have to do what I did and share your story with thousands of people, right? That's fine. <laughs> but tell somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I... And it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's so, uh, you know, great that you said that because I, I, I was 
honestly that again that's another thing that drew me to you i'm like okay she can relate we we are the same she can relate to me and uh we can go through this together and it's just the fact that we both have or you know when you look at women you look at women in color that they say the same thing we had no information we did not know and it's again it's just a generational thing and yeah. so for me to see you to come on you know to come on your to come on your social media and to see you and how you just updated it updated us and say i did this i did this and this month i paid this i'm like oh my goodness like that's that's what people look for towards so i guess you know a few more things i have a question so if what would be your advice for an incoming student you know someone who just graduated high school and they're going into college and they pick their major you know what would be your advice to that student as they get started on their journey as it pertains to student loan debt and obviously every situation is different right depending on uh, how you're going, going to handle it but i was listening to um I, and I, oh, I can't remember exactly. I was listening to a podcast, but it's one of Dave Ramsey's people. And um, he was interviewing these high school graduates mm-hmm. and he was asking them, how do you feel about student loan debt? And they said, well, if I got to take it out, then I have to take it out. It, it is what it is. Um, I haven't thought about it too much. And if that pays the bill, then that pays it. And because that's how I'm going to go to school. They ask, well, do you know how you're going to pay it back? No. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, my advice, you know, my question is, what would you say to an incoming college student? Yeah, so I would say, first of all, choose your school very carefully. You know, I, for example, you know, my husband went to NYU and NYU is an extremely expensive school. But, but my husband's also incredibly intelligent. So he had a scholarship at NYU. So the debt that he took on was, was quite low, right? He did take on some student loans, but honestly, it was quite low, Um, especially for a school like NYU. It was very comparable to what a lot of my friends took out um, at state schools, you know? And so, so that's one thing, Um, you know, I chose to go to a state school. I chose to go to a public college. And, you know, when I went to college, I went because I actually wanted to study medicine. That's that's why I chose the school that I chose. I went to Stony Brook University, which is a, a, a SUNY, a state university of New York college here in, 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 in New York. Um, that's known for really their medical school. But I saw it as even then, even though I didn't know too much about money, mm-hmm. I was just like, I have no way of paying back <laughs> like this debt. So I need to take out as few loans as possible. So my first piece of advice is to analyze what school you want to go to, how much is it going to cost and how are you going to pay for it? So like can you get like what are the scholarships that you can get oh my goodness there are so many scholarship opportunities out there and there's even apps now there's actually an app that's created by a black man i cannot remember the name of the app but it's basically like it's incredible because it allows you to filter scholarships by your criteria you know, where you live, how old you are. And it's, um, I'm pretty sure that if you just Google like scholarship app or something like that, it'll come up. I think it's pretty new, maybe like two, two or three years old. So I would go ahead and and really analyze how much is it going to cost? Because look, to be honest with you, if 
let's just say I had gotten into Columbia University and Ivy League, you know, I, I don't know what I would have done, right? Because I probably would have had to pay that out of pocket. And I don't know that I would have been prepared to pay for, you know, $50,000 a year of undergrad for like an Ivy League. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, you know, that wasn't a personal, that wasn't a, really a problem to me because I, I didn't even actually um, uh, apply to Columbia. But, you know, I, I would say first is really look at the cost of the institution that you want to attend. And the next big thing, and this is very overlooked, and I think it's something that needs to be talked about what are you going to major in? Yes. <laughs> what is that going to actually yield? Like what kinds of jobs can you get with that degree? And I'm not saying that, look, if you want to study, you know, English or German studies or sociology, I'm not saying that you shouldn't major in those. No, I'm saying what kinds of jobs can you get and how much can you get paid for those jobs? Because if you're taking on, let's say for undergrad, I don't know, $100,000 for undergrad, right? $25,000 a year, which is not ridiculous, right? For like a lot of schools, that's how much you're going to have to take out. So let's say that for four years, you need a hundred grand. What kind of job are you going to get? Yeah. If your entry level job is only going to pay you $35,000 a year, just know that your, your loan is three times that number of what your salary will be. And so, you know, I, I try to, and hindsight is 2020, right? Like it's like should have, would have, could have kind of situation. But I really think that like, if I had an 18 year old kid, that's what I would tell them. I would say, what are you majoring in? How, what kinds of jobs can you get in that field? You know, and, and what, what's it going to pay you? And I'll never forget. I had a friend back in college who was, he was just, you know, Latino, really, really smart. And we were both in the business majors, but he was mainly focusing on um, accounting. And I was like, accounting, that's like so boring, like numbers, like all that. And it's funny because now like, you know, I have a lot of knowledge in this space. <laughs> funny, but I was doing marketing. Like I was like, I have no interest in the number side of business at all. Like I want to do branding and advertisement and everything. And I remember him telling me, well, you know, the starting salaries at a lot of these, the, the big four, right? Like the big four accounting firms are something like, you know, 50, $60,000 a year. And this was back in 2011, mm -hmm. you know? And so this was about 10 years ago. And, you know, his mind was already at a level that I wasn't really on. I wasn't really on that level. I wasn't really understanding why we need to even think about what kinds of jobs we can get necessarily and how much they're gonna pay us, right? Like, shouldn't you just be majoring in like what you like? Right. Figure it out all later. Right, right. Okay, no, I think that's great advice. And I, I'd say the same thing, you know, know what you want. I changed my major like three times. And so that just really put me behind. I, I like you said, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. I was like undergrad, I'm going to be a doctor. I took that organic chemistry. I was like, okay, done like that. Like <laughs> that's it. But, um, and I, and I don't want to take away from the fact that, and, you know, I, and I'm going to switch gears here a little bit. Yeah. If you could, you know, briefly speak more about 
your cause, the zero based budget, what that really is and what that means to you and how that has impacted the people's lives that you have currently uh, been helping. And I, and I know you have sessions because like, I'm like, I'm going to sign up for a session. So, you know, you can speak to that very briefly. And, you know, what's that been like for you? Yeah, sure. So, you know, zero based budget is, is my coaching business. And I, so I am a speaker, I'm a, a, you know, digital content creator, but I am also a personal finance coach. So I coach, you know, individuals and families, groups on all things money management. And I will say that, you know, to date, I've probably had close to maybe like 300 clients. Most of my clients have been women of color. Okay. I would say maybe 85% have been women of color. And to me, that is probably my greatest accomplishment, yes. you know, when it comes to my business, because I have touched the lives of, I have through my platform been able to touch the lives of so many women that now have, I think the tools, right. To create a proper budget, to actually come up with a debt payoff plan. Right. Because the thing is that a lot of people read my story, right. And they're like, okay, you know, she paid off $215,000 of debt in four years. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It is right. Like straight up. It is. Yeah. I paid on average. If you do the math, it's something like, I don't know, like 52, $53,000 a year. That's what, that's more than what a lot of people make in the United States. No. Right? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's true. Right. And I'm sensitive to that. Um, what I try to convey with my story is not necessarily well, you have to do it in the same time frame as I did, right? Like no excuses. No, what I try to convey instead is if you have a plan, no matter where you are in your finances, you can also pay off your debt. Now, is it going to be four years? Maybe not, right? Maybe not. Maybe it'll be eight years. Maybe it'll be 10 years. That's okay. But as long as you have a plan, that's the way to go. And that's how I've been able to connect with my clients and how they've been able to tell me, Cindy, I paid off, you know, I had five credit cards when I met with you. Now I'm only down to one, mm -hmm. you know, like we can share in those victories because there is a strategy to paying down credit card debt. There is a strategy to paying down student loan debt. It's just a matter of connecting with people that can help guide you on that path. And, and look, even for my clients that like, even for people that have reached out to me that maybe can't afford a session with me or any, I do tons of free speaking engagements where I can reach people. You know, I'm having a, a, a something actually on Tuesday, which is super low costs, only $7. Right. Um, and it's going to be actually us walking through the steps, right. To get out of debt. So I try to also through my platform, find free or low cost ways to also reach the people because it's for the people, right? Like I'm a full-time lawyer, you know, I have my career and, and I love my career, but I'm also really passionate about educating in this space because I think we need more of it. Yeah. I will say that, you know, everything that you've done is, it's, it's, it's a blessing whether people, you know, re realize it or not. And we need more of people like you. And I'm so grateful that I just stumbled across uh, your page. I tell my mom about you all the time. I'm like, oh my God, like she paid her, her debt off. And, you know, but like you said, it starts with the plan and yeah. how are, are you going to attack that plan? And I think that, you know, having a plan and starting with incremental, small, little victory, small, little wins, like you said, is just so vitally important. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate, oh. you know, even 
having the opportunity to speak with you. And I did see yesterday that you are having a IG live today, I think. I, I think you are. Yes, okay. yes. Preview to um, what's going to happen next Tuesday. Yeah, okay. so I'm really okay. excited for that. It's going to be good. Okay, awesome. So, um, if you if you could please, you know, provide your social media, and then how can people get in contact with you if they ever wanted to utilize your services? Yeah, sure. So my uh, social media is at zero based budget, no spaces, um, no dashes or anything, just zero based budget. And then uh, the best way is on my website, zero dash based budget.com. There's a, you know, you can join the wait list. And uh, yeah, I mean, also, I welcome, you know, DMs, like, of course, it might take me sometimes a little while to get back to people. Um, but I do make an effort to get back to people uh, just because I think it's good to just have the opportunity to engage, you know, and to see kind of what are the questions that people have? What are the issues that people are, you know, dealing with when it comes to money? And, you know, to what extent can I serve as a resource to them? All righty. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I know this is the very last episode and we're closing out season one and I had an amazing time with everyone. I hope you enjoyed all of the guests that we had and I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening and I also wanted to wish everyone a happy holiday and a great new year and to close out this season of Summer's Vibes podcast. In case you all didn't know, I play the harp. So I just wanted to give you all a little snippet and I hope you enjoy it.